Welcome to another episode, episode 12 of Design On Purpose. We have a very special guest with us today, but before we introduce her, we uh, would ask you if you would subscribe to our channel, <laughs> like and subscribe. Which channels? Uh, on YouTube, if you're on here, you know, you know where it is down below, give us a like. Otherwise, if you're on Spotify, follow us, leave a review if you ever be so kind, uh, because all these things will help us grow this podcast and this channel. Right now, uh, it's a little bit hard to find us. We've got to get the algorithm pumping. So uh, anyway, that's enough of that. Yeah. Ricks. I guess, oh, I guess another idea too Um if you do like the podcast, uh, maybe take a screenshot of the of the podcast, or even on um, on Spotify if you're having mm. a listen, and, and and give us a share on your story. I think that'll really help us get get the message out and and uh, help with the uh, the AI, the algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um, today we're very blessed to have our very good friend Mariana Lennett here in the shack. So good to have you, Mari. Yay, so nice to be here. <laughs> Welcome. So excited. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And uh, when, when Mari's not in the shack, she's on the mats at, at Collective, usually choking me out. So, <laughs> 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 it's, um, yeah, so it's been really good uh, getting to know you. And, uh, yeah, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from you in, in the time that I have. And, yeah, it's so yeah. great to have you here, Mari. Oh, so nice. Yeah. yeah, so nice to be here. And yeah, to be, I, I heard you, you mentioning these and now come here and to be part of this project is so nice. Also want to say that when someone watching, they can, they should also send to their friends, you know, when they feel that the message is, is important and is really mm. resonating, like share with friends. I think mm. this is really important. Because um, a lot of the times we just see something and we keep to ourselves, and it's so nice to share the message and you know send to someone. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, it's so nice to be here, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> it's and, awesome. Um, yeah, I yeah, I'd like to introduce myself. Yeah, no, yeah. So yeah, Mari, do you want to uh, maybe start off by telling us a little bit about you and and your business, Awaken the Amazon Within. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I come from Brazil. I've been here for 16 years now and in Brazil I had, I finished a law degree and I was about to step into that, becoming a lawyer and starting my career. And funnily enough, I started, um, I, I worked for a little bit in criminal law and I think because it got the worst side of criminal law, I was like, oh my God, this is not for me. So I found a way to, to explore, I say, all right, I need to go somewhere else before I start, you know, taking this so seriously. And my brother came from America. So I said, all right, let's, let's travel. And we chose Australia. So yeah, it was like for me, to still to be here, it's very interesting because I never planned to be here for this long. And then I was here for a couple of years. And when I decided to go finally go back, then I felt pregnant and I, I could feel that life would be here then for me. Mm. So where did you say back was? Did you mention where home is? Brazil, did uh, I say? I, I Brazil. So, yeah. yeah, I think I did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Brazil. <laughs> um, Brazil and... Um, yeah, so coming here and 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 having my family and work here now, I find I find, yeah, it's such a blessing to be here and to be um, walking this land. Like I love Australia so much, and also, um, yeah, yeah, it's really special. And when I go back, it's it's um, I think when you 
uh, come from somewhere and you live in a different land, like your heart is never completely full. You always have a part of you that is, mm. is still, you know, uh, with your family. But yeah, I, f I feel very grounded in here. And, and then my work started with, um, with my own life, I would say, you know, really uh, coming to Australia and doing many different works and all the works that didn't fulfill me um, and got to a point where I found myself to be so depressed and, and anxious and all those things that you don't know where it comes. It just hits you all of a sudden. Um, so I had to go into my own healing journey and finding external tools and modalities to get me out of that state. And once I... I was strong enough and I could see it clearly that led me on the path where I am today, which is really supporting women to uh, rediscover themselves, to really, um, yeah, finding, I find that when you are depressed and anxious, uh, something is wrong. So you've got to see to what's wrong and change that. And normally it's a lack of purpose. It's a lack of like something's missing in your life. You know, you're doing something that you don't like or you're in a relationship that is not suiting you at a time or, you know, even friendships. Mm. So something has to change. And, and to make the change is very challenging at times, as we all know. Yeah, a lot of that work, you know, when you know something's wrong, it's easy to, I guess, avoid what uh, or, or look for other distractions and things to kind mm. of make you think that you're working on something, but really there's something much deeper going on behind the scenes that really is like the crux of, you know, that can be a... a like the crux of a lot of your, your issues, mm. right? And so what, what does that look like in terms of, you know, helping people through that journey or facilitating people through that journey? Like where, where, does, where does that begin uh, with you? Yeah, so um, I facilitate amazing retreats. I think that's one of my favorites is a really immersive weekend where women come together and we work in many, many levels. So releasing trauma, really finding themselves in their power. So coming back to a point of power where um, they step into, you know, feeling sexy again, feeling connected to their body, feeling, uh, seeing themselves for who they are and being acknowledged for that as well. Mm -hmm. I find that a lot of us, we live a life where we don't feel seen or heard or acknowledged, you know, because we're so busy with kids and work and doing things for everybody else. So coming back to a place where you, you are seen and loved for truly who you are, that gives you a different drive in life. So the weekend is... It's all about that. And it's so interesting because after those weekends, there's so much magic that just happens. Mm. Like women live there and it's like they quit the job or, you know, they work through their, their trauma. And I swear there's three of my retreats and then following week, they found the love of their life. Like they found, wow. and they'd be single for like six years. One of my clients, she was 40, she was turning 40. And she never had a long relationship all her life. Like she had a lot of, you know, father and her mother, like just uh, things. And she had a massive release and she found this man that they together. That it's been a year and a half now. And he's just the most beautiful man. And she's being in because before her relationships, she used to have, she used to build a codependence relationship with men. But once she found herself, she could then, you know, mm. co-create a relationship. It was not a codependence. So it was really powerful. Mm. And yeah, it's just amazing yeah. too. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people probably go through similar. That seems like quite a, a common thing to go through. Um, but I was lucky enough to come to one of your retreats for a little short period of yeah. time to play some music and yeah. the energy was so good the women that were there were so amazing and there was such a great vibe 
You know, there was a lot of laughing. You can see that everyone had come really close over the time they were there. What, what's the journey like? Like, because I imagine it doesn't start off like that. Mm. You know, there's there's obviously a process where people warm to each other and bonds mm. are made and connections and friendships. So how, how's the, what's the journey of the mm. retreat like? Yeah, you know, one of the things that really shaped my work <clears throat> in regards to facilitating circles and retreats has been uh, doing rite of passage with Dr. Arne. Um, he's like, he teaches rite of passage and, you know, how to create circles. And I think, uh, learning from him was such a powerful to be able to lead people in this, in this journey, because it starts with a separation. It starts with getting them out of their, what they know, like their phones and their community and their houses. And then it started with the initiation, which is the challenge. And, you know, they're, they're being vulnerable or mm -hmm. releasing. And I think, especially for women, um, we have, we have come from a patriarchal society very strongly and we had to become so strong in pretending to be something that we, uh, we haven't been, it has been very challenging for her to access their vulnerability to, we, around other women. You know, it has been so competitive mm. and, and uh, we have to be strong and better and this. So when women come into circle and they start opening up, and then you give permission to everybody else to do the same. And then the bond is created mm. in that. Um, and then after is the, you know, is the integration and the rewards that they experience, which is express their voice with your music, you know, like they never done that before. So for them to sing, it's mm. like so beautiful. <laughs> and yeah, many other things. And just, yeah, just feel like they... You know, I get women that, that they have never received anything. So once they they stand up and someone's starting giving them compliments, like that is so strong for them. They start crying and it's so powerful. Mm. So, yeah, it's really it's really nice to to be able to create that. You know, I feel so blessed. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like, you know, it's like it's so powerful when people get together, whether it's it's men or women. Like even just hearing that, I'm thinking the same for same mm. thing for men in, in in the same way. Well, it's just like humanity in general. Like the system is kind of set up to uh, make us sort of feel alone or, or separated, segregated, and it's uh, it's tough for a lot of people that don't. Um, I don't know. Maybe well, maybe it's that they haven't had something to go through something that leads them to have to break their day-to-day -day or their mold um, because they're too busy people pleasing, trying to be seen, trying to be heard, kind of, mm. you know, that sort of thing when really, like you're saying, it's like when you start to learn that you're the one that is, you know, the first person to listen to yourself is you, you know, and that's when it all sort of starts to unravel is like, okay, well, like if, you know, you, you're, you're, you're not needing to go to external um, you know, perspectives to gain validation. It's like you start to learn to, mm. to do that yourself. It's, and, and there's also some, something interesting that around like rite of passage, what you're saying, because mm. like that's been taken away from us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, there would be these rites of passage and, you know, you look at, um, you know, First Nations cultures, I mean, even just the, the little that we know about here in Australia, yeah, there's these initiations and, and rites of passage that you go through and it's like for us it's there isn't this passage into adulthood mm. and so I feel like that probably, you know, it it, it creates this whole thing where we're not really taking self radical self responsibility because there isn't that gateway that's well that line that's drawn in the sand you know where there's a talk had or you know where you actually have to step through that gateway and go fame, okay yeah. well now I'm I'm radically responsible I'm in a different stage of my life and I have to leave all of that 
behind mm. and that, you know, and, and maybe that's where a lot of these like attachments and destructive 100%. behaviors come from yeah. or like people creating their own rites of passage in like destructive way, 100%. whether it's through drugs or yeah. alcohol abuse or, or other things like that. So, so valuable. Yeah. The work of Dr. Arn, he explains that what drove him to start this work is it, it, exactly what you mentioned mm. because he was a doctor in Byron Bay and he mentioned that um, every weekend was, you know, boys extremely like drunk and, mm. you know, um, overdose and things like that. And girls that have been to situations and, and he asked the girls and he say, so, but did you know they were, you know, that, w that wasn't safe? And she's like, oh, I felt, but I didn't, but I did it anyway. Yeah. So they had the intuition because the rite of passage for a woman is when she's becoming uh, a woman, uh, she learns how to trust her intuition. So a woman back in the tribes, they take a woman when she starts her monarch, when she starts bleeding, they take her to, uh, to sit in a tree and she sits there with the elders. So she started to listen to her own intuition. So she knows. And a man, she, he, they go into, in many cultures is different, but they, they are taken away from the tribe and they, they led by the elder, the other man to, to go through a challenge when he then, embody the manhood that he's able to take care of the, 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 the their tribe right and and right now we just go from um, from being a boy to to start life to find a job there is no transition so you actually don't actually take that yeah. ownership or now I am a man now I can you know yeah. like uh, I can take responsibility so you go mm -hmm. and find through fights and, and drugs and alcohol and that's yeah, yeah. and it's like the elders are well I'm just reflecting on my own journey with this. It's like the elders are, uh, you know, maybe school teachers or other people and yeah. they're just encouraging you to get the, go study something get because you have to, all these things that are so like, you know, upside down from the, the uh, traditional rite of passage where you're going, having to go within to really discover and, and pull yourself through a, a very yeah. stressful or, or a challenging situation to then become you know, the, the next warrior or like that, get into that warrior archetype, yeah. you know, like we were, we were watching this video, with Paul check and he was talking about this and he's talking about the stages, you know, you go through the child, mm -hmm. then you go through the warrior, then you go through the king or queen and mm -hmm. then you go wise man, wise woman. So there's like this, this, these archetypes that you can get to some, he said like most people never leave the child archetype. Mm -hmm. You know, and that, that's probably a lot to it, like around initiation, self-responsibility. They're not really growing up. You know, they're not being intuitive and listening to their own own intu intuition. They're being told what to think, being to they're being given what to say, mm -hmm. and their whole reality of the world is completely controlled mm -hmm. until you get to the point where you're, like, ready to kind of <laughs> take responsibility for yourself and, you know, what does he say, grow up and show up? Yep. Clean up, clean, clean up, up, grow, grow up, up, show up. up. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> I've got to watch that. Yeah, it's cool. It's yeah. really cool. And um, I think that's called Why King's Kill your, Kill your children. children. Yeah, right. It's really interesting. I'm watch it. Check it out. And the sorcerers and the sorcerers, yeah, yes, yes. The sorcerers are watching. But uh, yeah, and the, you know, he talks about yeah, the sorceries that 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 are there to keep people in that child state. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's all designed it, that way. From all my journey, and it's so funny when we look back, and you know, like I see that now my journey, what I'm doing, because I also mentor women to create a business in a feminine way, and seeing, you know, understanding now the, the power of the mind, the unconscious mind, and also, you know, the energetics, the energetics that it takes to create a business. You know, I grew up and wanting to be recognized by my father, you know, wanting to please. And that comes from a limiting belief that I'm not good enough. 
you know, and we, a lot of the women, we create that because we have not felt recognized enough and acknowledged enough by our father. So we grow up thinking that we're not good enough. So what happened is I actually wanted to be a psychologist. My, my father one day came to me and said, oh, you know, why don't you do law? Like law, you know, it's, you get better paid and this and that. So like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll do law. I didn't even know what I was doing, but you know, I started and I never loved it, but it was so much fun. University, I was going out, you know, I was having the best time. Uh, and, but I did it to, to please him, you know, to make him happy. And then coming and then finishing all of that, closing the full circle and coming here to Australia. And when I look back, I say, wow, there was nothing like what I wanted to do. You know, there was not me. Mm. And acknowledging that is welcoming that I, you know, it's not wasting time, but I did so much of my life to please someone else. And, and it wasn't who I was. So I felt in my journey, I actually had to come to the other side of the world to find myself. Because like most of the people, um, you know, in the, like in Brazil, for instance, where I come from, we, we are very conditioned inside of a little box. Do you know what I mean? Like you go to school, you, you go to high school, you do a university, you do a master and you start a work and you get like, is that, you don't know anything beyond that. And then if you don't get this opportunity to travel and to do, you stay in that loop of the, the community that you were from, you know? Yeah. And coming here, I expanded myself like beyond what I could ever imagine to that I that I could be you know finding myself into medicine world or finding myself into you know um, being a coach and supporting others like wouldn't I, I don't know if in a lifetime I would be able to achieve that if I was still mm. in Brazil do you know what I mean yeah. and and probably I would be still happy but just being what I knew to be to be real you know that's how people live they just they just know that that's reality for them and 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 that's why I'm a, I have this desire and this passion to support women to awake, you know, to their true potential, because yeah. otherwise you get stuck on this rat, you know, wheel where you just do what you know and what you've been told and, and you, and you, and you are what people tell of you, do you know what I mean? You're, you're not even what, what you, who you are. You are, you are what people tell that you are, oh, you're nice or you're this and you're that and you keep being that. Yeah. But I, I wonder if that's specific to women, that thing around. I don't think so. Around that, because... We've talked a bit about that too, haven't we? Around, around that. Oh yeah, we don't need to go into it. It's complex. But yeah, like this whole thing around, you know, pleasing others or like, um, what is it? Oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's you, deep, isn't it? Just, it, well, it all comes down to um, self-worth through externalizing where your worth comes from, really, whether it's from your mom or your dad or your, yeah. whoever so raised you. Right? What I know to be, to be what I have studied is that um, so we have, uh, we all have a main limiting beliefs that we all have, right? So there is, I'm, uh, I'm not good enough that comes from a father wound. So that from men and women. So when you feel that you haven't been recognized by the masculine in your young age, you sort of create that, oh, I'm not good enough for, for my mm. father. So I go, I go live a life and you see that in many men, you go live a life proving that you are good enough. Yeah. So what happened is you, you create the wealth, you create the business and then you lose everything the muscles because, whatever. because yeah. you are you create you prove to yourself that you could but you still feel that you're not good enough to hold it all so you see so many people that they have a million dollars and they lose and they build another one and they lose so they can't hold because deep down the limiting belief is still that i'm not good enough until they actually are able to recognize that mm -hmm. and then there is a mother wound which is uh, i'm not worthy and that is you know when you have that disconnection with the feminine where where for some reason you you didn't receive the love you go live a life 
with the limiting belief that you're not worthy. And then what happened is you go be the good person. You go be the people, please. You go help people and, you know, support and work for other people and uh, do fundraising and all the things to prove that you are good enough, you know. And very often you come into a victim because uh, you then create expectations and people don't match your expectations. So you're like, oh, I do everything for everyone, but, you know, they don't do it for me. And, mm -hmm. you know, I keep always doing things and I never receive anything back. So that's the I'm not worthy mm. wound behind that. So it's, yeah. Interesting. It's so interesting. Yeah. I definitely can like the, take pieces of, yeah, of both of that, those. Yeah. You know, and I, I can definitely see how those have shown up. Mm. manifested in my life mm. like even with, like I think especially as a business owner mm. you can see how these those things show up because you know Tom and I we, we we've gone through this whole process where we give so much to our client work you know or we un, we're undercharging and things like that because we just well and we really see the potential in the projects but we would really just give and give mm. and give and then some then you end up kind of like getting resent resentful in yes. a way because yeah. then you're like overworking yourself and you're stressed because you're having to do so much more to just kind of like make ends meet. Well, you don't have to, you've kind of put yourself mm. in that situation. And yeah. we've had these big realizations now and that's hence the podcast, you know, now we're like kind of like drawing the line and we're like, okay, well we also need to invest in in us. Yeah. And it's such a fine line though, too, because oh. it's like you, when you're passionate about what you do, like for us, it's like, we love doing it. So it's like this, you can almost <laughs> like trick yourself into over-investing into other people's things because you actually do love creating, love doing what you do. But then it, it's like, but, but then you realize it's like, oh, we have to do that to us. You know, the thing is actually doing it to ourselves at the same time as, you know, being, you know, developing our craft and giving mm. as much as we can to our clients. Well, we and it's like always finding that. Yeah. Finding that balance, it's you know. So we'll tricky. always over-deliver though. Like it's I don't think we'll stop doing that because we will. We do like to... I think, yeah. I think over delivering it's, it's beautiful, you know, and yeah. it can serve a purpose when you're like, all right, you only do, that's what I tell my clients. I say, you, you got to find a way that you always deliver the 10% extra. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. it makes yourself unique, mm. but you really got to be aware when it comes from a need of really proving yourself, you know, when like, is this because I'm actually, all right, like you paid for this, this is our contract and I'm going to give this because, you know, for, for our work and our, our, for what I, I would like to give it to you. But is that coming from uh, a lack that I would need mm. to prove myself? So I need to do all these extra things. Or normally in the coaching field, it's like, what are you trying to save? You know, are you trying to save your client? Like, are you there all the time trying to save them? And that, you know, it's very normal to come to the drama triangle. Have you, do you know about the drama triangle? No, but we probably do know it very well, but please <laughs> yeah. show us the model. Yeah. Sorry. So the drama triangle is, um, is the, the uh, you know, the, co the mentor, the coach, or, and then it comes the victim and... Um, what is the other one? The victim and the, the savior. Prosecutor. Oh, not prosecutor. Yeah. So you either always switching to one of those three, right? So like when you're the coach, you you what you do, you're trying to save someone. So you find a victim, right? You find a victim and the victim <laughs> wants to be saved. So what happens is you keep giving, 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 and then the victim uh, keeps taking, taking, taking. And then very often the, the coach think, oh my God, I'm giving so much. I haven't got paid for that. It's, you know, it's, it's lack of boundaries is, you know, it's calling me all the time and all these things so and then uh, the victim becomes the prosecutor and you become the victim because now you're angry or you have that you know like yeah, yeah the feeling so you you're switching around so once you <laughs> you change to that like there is an invert triangle when it's um, the coach 
the coach, uh, the challenger, and um, I think it's the last, the, the last one. So instead of you see the person as a victim, you see the person as the challenge, you know, so that's the challenge. So you don't try to save some, you don't try to save, or uh, you just know that, you know, whatever is presented is just a challenge. And how can you as a mentor, as a, as a, a business person can solve that problem, but don't mm. take personally as well, you know? And, and for me, the main thing is like, self-awareness, you know, like yeah. what's mine and what's actually presented in this table, you know, what yeah. am I bringing from my wounded child or whatever it's present or my teenager self, uh, you know, and what am I trying to prove myself and actually acting from a, uh, you know, my professional, uh, head on yeah. and yeah. And having that awareness. And, and what kind of tools, like, so imagine you've got a heap of tools on your, in your tool belt for helping people to come to these realizations and work through some of this stuff, you know, what, what's your go-to and, and like, do you need to be coached out of these, these things or can you, are there some tools you can use on, on your own reflections or how, how you know, do you do that? I, I find them, there are a few things that are really important. And for me, what I always teach is, all right, work on your boundaries. You know, what is a yes for you? What is a no for you? Like knowing yourself first is the same, mm -hmm. is the first thing. So, you know, I, if I don't know my boundaries, if I don't know um, what is a yes and what's a no for me, anything will serve. You know, it's what I say sometimes, like I ask someone, what's your vision? Oh, I don't know. I say, so where do you know where you're going? Or like, oh, I'm, I'm looking for a partner. So what are you, what are you looking upon? Oh, I don't know. I say, so what are you going to get? Anything. Anything will serve its purpose, you know, when you don't know what you want. Mm. But when you have that, like, all right, I want this and this and this and this and this, and then you know your standard, mm. right? So if you know, like, all right, I want to work two days a week. I want to, you know, yeah. someone that only texts me on Facebook, don't have my private number. I want <laughs> someone that I want in a different postcode or a different yeah, state. <laughs> you know, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to, I want them to only connect with me via email or, you know. Um, they, we talk only one hour a week, like things like that. And then you can, all right, this is a yes, this is a no, you know, mm. you can start to, to step yep. their boundaries. Yeah. They're like, they're like guiding posts, like yeah, boundaries and same with values. Like it's a, um, what a, Paul check says something about that too. It's like, uh, what a value, like values get you to understand the meaning of no, you know, because it's like what, what you value is like how to actually you know, yeah. make decisions of what's a yes or what's a no. And it's so true. Like if you're just floating through life, kind of thinking you've got your stuff together or whatever, it's just like, you know, you're not ultimately going to get what, ever get what you want yeah. because you're not being like really, you know, you, you don't know when, when it should be a no and you might be yeah, a yes, yeah, a yes yeah. person going and, and yes, yes, yes. That is a sentence that I, I learned in one of the most powerful sentences and say clarity is power. And I always say to my classic, clarity mm. is power mm. because we have been conditioned for thousands of years to, to not have clarity. You know, we have been put in schools and the school have been created because they need workers in the factories and then the kids had nowhere to go. So they created the school system. Yeah. Yeah. So we have been conditioning that, that school where like we become a product of society. So we, we yeah. don't know what we want. You know, we want what society wants for us. Uh, like a woman, for instance, a woman, why do you think, um, 
and this is very like this is very powerful. So, like we say, why do, why do you think women never had pockets in her in her pants? Like if you notice, like oh, women yeah, never have pockets in her pants. Or men had because they don't carry the money. Why men? Why men has wallet and woman had big bags because they carry the things for the family, but men carry the money. Like if you see your grandmother, like if I see my grandmother and even my mom, like they don't know how much comes in. They don't know like mm. all the bills. You know, they're not aware about money. Mm, so mm. because men had their power you know and yeah. we we women we haven't been conditioned to know oh how much do i want to earn how much do i want to make like how much money yeah. is my expense how much it goes out you know so having that awareness the clarity is power once you know that you're like so yeah interesting um you know, you know like there's that story around um what's that place in sydney um where the casino is built now barangaroo barangaroo yeah they, they had this They had this exhibition out there like uh, a couple of years ago. Oh, it was longer than a couple of years ago. But it was it was called like 40,000 Fish or something like that. And it was this story around like when the settlers came here to Australia and the women used to be like the providers of the tri of the of the tribe or the or I don't know what if you call it a tribe but like all the the group that was living in that area they were fishing they were the fisher women. You know, they used to wear their their fishing hooks around their neck and um, when the white settlers came here you know they would go they went out with a net and they just like scooped all the fish you know like I think it was 40,000 fish you know so the exhibition was about taking water from the ocean putting it in this fish mold in the in the and you'd take it and you put it in a in a freezer and then all the molds would come back into this like flame and they would they were burning wow. it back into the into the um The harbor oh, wow. was really cool. Like wow. in in an old, um, it was an art installation. It was like made. They made one of those boats that they had that the women would like would paddle the, around, uh, and it was a yeah. fire in the middle of it because wow. they would cook on the on mm. the fire in the they in would, the. They'd say that they would have the baby in one arm on the canoe with the spear, or or, or like, like they would be throwing yeah, lines or, in as well. Yeah. I don't know if I'm sure they did a, a like, few things, but it's so amazing. It's so but cool. like, what was you know what really struck me about that story was that. That was such a disempowerment for women. It just really broke the whole society of that one simple thing of, you know, where the women would have this important job to do of providing the food and fishing and they had this really, you know, this their, their whole society had, had structure to it. And then in just one simple thing of, of going out there with a net, you know, and, and technology essentially and just taking more than what they needed and then they had all these fish. You know, the settlers were going around and giving fish to all the all the men in the in the in the group and and then the women then in that moment lost their place in, in society. So it's just like just time and time again, you know, this mm. displacement. And now you look at Barangaroo and like, you know, <laughs> there's just this casino that's this really phallic casino that's um built there you know and, and and it just every time I see that I remember that story and I'm just like you know that's just mm. it's heartbreaking yeah, it's heartbreaking it to see that and that's just one story in the whole humanity you know there's so many like there were women they were you know they were getting somewhere or doing something and then they've been cut off and and, mm. and yeah had to be put back into whatever you know their place was at yeah the time. and that that headline's named after the, the, the fisher woman was named Barangaroo. It's a oh. woman's name. So, and and she was the partner of Benelong. I'm pretty sure there's some story there. That's so cool. So, but yeah, but just powerful, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What um? Could you explain a little bit more about what 
feminine business is. Yeah, like, what I would does love that mean to. Exactly? I'm yeah. so passionate about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, again, like uh, creating a feminine business come from stepping out of the patriarchal way, you know, coming out of the patriarchal way. And for me, it took me a lot of burnout to learn what was the patriarchal way. So like I find being a mentor and a coach, it, it has a lot of challenges. And I like for me, one of the biggest disappointment was that it took me a long time to find out what I wanted to do, you know, and, and actually it, it's a, it's a big decision discovering what you want to do and how you're going to get there. So once you find the way and you actually own your way, and then you find that, um, you have to do all these things. So I finished my coaching and I stepped into a, a, a mentor, which was a high ticket mentor. And I saw myself having to do all these things, you know, and I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, this is not what I was expecting, you know, and I got there and you had to post every day and, you know, DM and do this and do that. And it felt really exhausting. It, it felt really um not in alignment with who I was. I felt that I was really forcing something. And and it gave me like um, you know, it felt that I was there for the number, like for for the for just to make the money. And that was not the, the why. That's that was not why I started doing this. So um after like many of these rounds of doing, 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 I said it's gotta be another way. You know, it's gotta be another way. And I started to research and I found a few mentors in America and Brazil that they are leading in a different way. And it's more um and it's stepping out of these boxes, you know, these labels that you have to do this way, you have to post every day, you have to do. And the way that I create business now is a, is a business aligned with my menstrual cycle, aligned with, you know, the seasons of nature, aligned with the moon. Mm. Like just really understanding that woman, we are an extension of the mother earth, you know, and, and like everything else, you know, like the moon is a full moon. We, you know, we are like the water, the, the, the high tide, low tide. And uh, understanding our menstrual cycle, because a woman back in, in the tribes, you know, they had the power when a woman was bleeding, there was the red tent, they got together, they bleed together, they had the visions, they had the downloads. Uh, and, and, and then what happened, you know, the patriarchal times came and a woman had to forget about all of that. Like you had to go to work and, you know, if you're bleeding or if you're not, you put a tampon and that's it. Like you keep doing, you know, there was no time to feel into your body, to know what was happening to you. And what happened is that it was um, required for the woman to perform in the same way the whole month. And as, as you know, as much as a man was. So, um, and in that happened a big disconnection. You know, we are not connected to our intuition or to our body, to anything else. And right now, this wisdom is coming back again. So we are noticing like L'Oreal and there is a few businesses that they are really intentionally bringing that awareness mm -hmm. of menstrual cycle and their um, uh, uh, profit rates just triple, you know, yeah. because they're doing menstrual leave. Now a woman has the first two days of the menstrual cycle, they have menstrual leave. They stay two days at home. And when a woman acknowledge her needs to go within, to have the time to, to rest and to reset, she can be a lot more productive, you know? So having, creating a business, especially when we give so much as a coach or as a healer, and you have the time that you go within and you say, oh, wow, 
I, it's my my internal time now. You know, I'm mm. not here to show up on live or do stories or create my 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 group program or to show up to a workshop. You know, like you're planning your your work around when you're most productive, and for that you track. So you say, all right, I'm really productive on a full moon or you know in my ovulation time, and you really take the time to create your content to any workshop to do yeah. everything so really and then also noticing that maybe when you are in your winter time when is you when you're bleeding is a great time to create content because you're very in tune with your feelings you're more emotional and things like that so really prioritize your your superpowers yeah. in that time you know also i always say that you know we are like the seasons of nature and you can expect us a woman to be the same all 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 seasons along all months when you look at a tree a tree is not the same in summer and it's not the same at winter and it's not the same as spring you know and we are like that as well you're not the same when you're in your winter time the same time the same tree or same person you are when you're you're in a summer when you're full power and testosterone is high and estrogen is high and you're feeling mm. you know in your power so well wow. yeah that's so interesting. Yeah, I've never really uh, thought about it like that. Yeah, it's really, really powerful. Um, yeah, just bringing that awareness and also, you know, I've been raised in a way that it's a shame for women to to talk about menstruation. You know, it's it's like it's not okay. Like you you go to your period, you you don't show anyone. You wrap everything like you you know like no one needs to know that you that you are. Yeah. So. And, and now it's like making that really okay. You know, it's an honor to, for, for a woman to experience that. When I was little, I, I used to look at my cousins because I had like eight, eight cousins around me, very close. I had 12 all up. And, uh, and for me, I used to think, oh my God, like they're so lucky, you know, like, why do I, why do I go through this? Why they don't go to that? Because I haven't been educated, I didn't know what was involved for me, you know, so uh, I I did enjoy the process and I had a yeah. lot of, you know, pain and a lot of things. So once you start to honoring that, you know, the process that you're going through and you're starting to know what you have to give to yourself in that time, everything becomes sacred. Mm. Yeah. Makes so much sense. Mm. Yeah. And then the, I guess that goes back to what you're saying around boundaries, because you know, if you're, if you're working in these cycles, it's like you have to create some kind of boundaries around honouring those cycles and like rituals, I guess, along the way in terms of, you know, matching up with that, with the, whether it's the moon cycle or the seasons. Yeah. So how do you go about managing that? Yeah, so, um, well, there's many ways. The, some mentors that, I've, that I had is, you know, they, they fully block the calendar into the bleeding state because you know when you're about to bleed, so they fully block. So they don't see clients, they don't do workshops, they do mm. everything else in the rest three weeks of their month. Gotcha. Um, I don't do like that because I can't afford, I have kids and, you know, life is different. So I try, I prioritize myself in the two first days of my bleed. So I, if I can cancel appointments, if I can, you know, not schedule my clients on that days, I really, and even if you, you still have to do things, it's just being gentle with yourself. Yeah. You know, it's not being in a rush all the time or, you know, acknowledging how you're feeling. Maybe you talk a little slower, maybe you, you know, wear comfortable clothes or whatever you're, you're feeling. Mm. But also knowing for me, a big, big um, mind blown experience was to discovery to to find out about the weeks and and what there was like in business and life. You know, because I always had a lot of uh, premenstrual. You know, like how did, um, t t stress or tension? Yeah, PMS. tension. Yeah. 
And to know, like for me, so to know that the third week you're uh, uh, in an autumn is a very, you know, when your hormones start to go down, estrogen start to go down. So it's a, it's a week where self-sabotage and self-criticism and all those things come and, mm. you know, will be more present. So to know that, uh, to have more self-compassion towards yourself because a lot of the things that you plan in your, you know, in the summer or in the spring that you're like, oh my God, it feels so good. I'm so alive. Like, this is it. <laughs> you know, I found it. And then you get to your, you know, autumn, you're like, oh my God, nothing makes sense. Like, no, I don't like that. Let's just start all over again. Like, and, and then you go into all of those questions. So knowing that allows you to say, all right, I know where I am. Like, just, just hang on, you know, let's wait another week and then I, I can reassess mm, that. True. Yeah. Verdade. Verdade. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting to hear, you know, as well, like from my perspective too, because it's something like as men, you don't really, um, you know, it's, it's, you don't really think about it in your own mm. life. So it's, it's only when it either it gets brought to your attention that you become fully aware of it, you know, and it's like, you know, it is such a, like, I can't even imagine being a woman and having to show up like when, like when I'm not feeling good, I'm not even, you know, I'm just not feeling good or whatever, but it's yeah. like when there's actually, um, you know, like having to show up and have responsibilities, it, that's a, yeah, it's, mm. it must be a cha very challenging when you're, you know, at the whim of, um, you know, the, the, the way the that cycle, things the are body designed. Of, yeah. 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 And I also find when I talk with business people, they have companies, they always say, you know, they always complain about women. They're like, oh my God, woman, they're so dramatic. You know, there's always something happening. You never know what you're going to get. You talk to one, one day they're happy, the other day they're crying. Mm -hmm. Like what's happening? I'm like, yeah, of course, because they are not understanding their cycle. You know, they're yeah. not getting what they need. So, and then of course they are like a bomb. Anytime they will explode, especially being on the environment where it's business and they have to perform and they have to be something, yeah. you know? So like my future vision is to bring my retreats to corporate, to inside of business. So to, you know, mm. get women to sit in circle, to understand about the menstrual cycle and to start to share as well. Yeah. yeah, more vulnerable. I think that brings such a cohesion, team cohesion and vulnerability and, you know, like just sisterhood as well, because mm. we don't see much of that in in business and I think it, you know, it can benefit in so many ways. Yeah, it's interesting because there's a macro and a micro, isn't there? And, and, and I was kind of thinking about something that you were saying earlier around, you know, not having purpose um, and that, and, and how that might, you know, make things a bit um, disjointed or you, you, you're not, you're not getting, you're not having the clarity that you need. Right. Um, and it's the same thing with an organization because our real thing is around, you know, purpose, mission, vision, values, and, and that giving you the direction because until you articulate why you're doing something, and where you're going, you don't, you're not going to have the clarity to be able to bring it, you know, do the actions to actually bring it here. Uh, so there is that, there is a, like a, you know, you can kind of see that playing out and it, it's because an organization is an organism, mm. you know, that's where the word essentially comes from. And so, you know, if, if an organism lives because there's all these um, cells and, and, you know, bacterias and things in the body to keep it alive, the organ organization is the same thing because all the people that are doing all the different, you know, um, actions within the business keep it alive as well. So, you know, mm. these, these things, they're infinitely out and infinite, it's all fractal. So, you know, when you're working on that level, you can kind of see the manifestation of it and how it interacts and relates and, 
It's like a loop as well. It's so much, yeah, yeah. yeah in the macro, in in the micro, yeah. It's yeah, it is. It's start with one. I say every every business or every mentor or every you know like um, everyone start with one, with mm-hmm. one person, with one client, with one like, with one follower. You know, all everything is one. Yeah. So yeah, even the organization start with one person with a vision. Yeah. 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 And Bob Proctor always says that I'm, I'm I always listen to his meditation and abundance. Like, uh, and he says like if you can see it in your mind, you can see it in your hand. You know, is that is yeah. mm-hmm. it starts in your mind. Um, yeah, and it's very like it's, I, I heard this the other day, and it says like, "Are are you living from your story, or are you living from your imagination?" You know, like, and like, what what are you let what it, what is leading your life? Like, is it your your stories, like where you have lived, and your and your yeah. stories that you tell yourself that you have been conditioned to think that you are, mm. or you actually living from your imagination to what's possible, mm. the creation, the vision. So that's it. Hey, mm. it's back to that quote as Which well. One? The, the the one that we didn't quite get right that time but it's like it was it wasn't it kind of you know it's a bit mac it's going out zooming out again but it's like he who controls the present oh. controls the past and he who controls the past controls the present because that it's the, it's actually like the first first statement or, or opening title of night George Orwell's 1984 mm. but that's like macro like society you know if you control the present, you control the past, like writing the past, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then you, if you control the the past, you're controlling the, what the present's like. But it's the same within yourself because it's like, if you're if you're writing your narrative and you're you know creating your narrative of the past, where you're controlling your present, then you're also by doing that also creating mm. your. Yeah, your, fu- your future. Your future, but otherwise your, yeah. someone else is writing the story yeah. for you. Should, should it, I should I fix that um, camera? Keep going. Yeah. So uh, there is another thing as well that I saw um, the other day, and is you know if you if you ask anyone like oh do you want to be a millionaire like anyone right they'll say yeah of course I want to be a millionaire but a lot of people they're very you know they're very unconscious in the they want to be a millionaire, but what are they doing? They're going to work, they're coming home, they're paying the bills, they're getting their beer, they sit on the couch, they watch the TV, they're doing the, you know what I mean? They, they're doing the same thing, like everybody wants, but like what, what are you actually doing to create that? You know, are your decisions aligned with your choices? Mm. You know, that's so big because you, you see in the end of the year, everybody doing their, you know, the list, like, oh, what I'm going to get for, for this new year, like what I want to become. That is a choice that they're making on that time. They're making a choice like, oh, this is, I'm going to choose to be this and this and this and this and this. So I'm choosing to lose weight and get a new job and making this amount of money and doing this. But after that, you know, the decisions that you take to create that are in alignment with the choice that you had. You know, you see a lot of people write, I'm going to start the diet on Monday, I'm going to do and then get on Monday. What what do they do? They sit on the couch. Yeah. They don't wake up and go to the gym because they choose something, but the decision was differently. Yeah. It was different than, than the choice. So, you know, bringing back to alignment, like, isn't my choice aligned with my decision? Like, is it the, the decision that I'm making today aligned with my vision that I have, you know? Yeah, and, and again, that's like macro and micro in the sense that a vision is is uh, is macro, you know, it's a big thing that it can be kind of hard to, to, um, I guess, uh, realize in the day to day, but then the micro is that it's like, what is actually realistic in your day to day to slowly, you know, bring some of that vision here each day, because like you're saying, it's like, you know, first of January, everyone's like, sweet, signed up to the new gym, going to get fit this year. And by January 6th, it's like, you know, you've 
<laughs> Maybe like, not. Well, the gym, like, like the gym. That's the business model, though, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Because you make sign up, January <laughs> signups, and uh, <laughs> you know, with the gym, you're banking on people not showing up. You know, you get more out of the floor mm. space. And it's yeah, and, and that's it. It's like you know, first you need to be clear on the bigger picture, but then also match that with like achievable things that you can integrate and build habits around. You know, and talking about. All this stuff is like last week we're talking about this a lot with Nelson who's fixated. He's, Nelson, he's going yeah. to become a millionaire and it's like yeah, it's not yeah, just, he's not that. just he's saying obsessed. it. He's like, you know, he's got the, the method and the, the framework to achieve yeah. that. Because he's the attitude. He, he will because he got the attitude. He's feeling in his body. He already know that he is that in a, in a, in a, in a future. Like it's already happening some way in the, in the field, you know, like he just knows that. And that's when you sign the contract, like mm. no matter what. And, and that's what I say. Like there's a lot of people say, oh yeah, I want to, I want to become a mentor. I want to make this. Yeah. Do you want it? Or you have actually decide that like it's, it's a decision, you know, yeah. like it's like Nelson, like there's nothing else that will change this decision. No way. Like this well, is well, it. it. And that the decision that will create the make things happen and wave into that, the creation, mm. you know. Yeah. The word decide, it's like a, it comes from a Latin word, which means to kill all other options. Wow. It's like love that. All out. So that's the difference between choosing and deciding something. Yeah. So when you've made a decision, it's like nothing else is possible any longer. Yeah. So things, when you, when you make decisions, that's why it's so powerful because, you know, obviously the way that it works, it starts, it starts manifesting in that way because there's no other interference with any other, other option. potential so you know, possibilities. Yeah. And I, I'm reading yeah. this book and it's a very good book. It calls uh, the, the uh, happy pocket full of money. And it's all about quantum manifestation. Cause I work a lot in the energetic space with, with business. And it says that, um, yeah, like, you know, making the decision and, and, seeing yourself and feeling yourself as that is already happened. And the only way and why some manifestation, they don't work so well is because people keep changing their mind. So one day they wanted to become that, or they want to have their house or they want to do this, but then they change their mind, you know, but w the only way to fasten that is to know having the clear and certainty, mm -hmm. undeniable vision and, and they, nothing changes. That's mm -hmm. it. That's the only way you're going. So yeah, it's really incredible. That is, yeah, yeah. I love this work. Yeah, well, we well we do something in, like because we do collaboration design, mm. right? And a lot of that it's around designing the future, future state, mm. and then designing all the strategy and the action to get to the future. Well, actually, not to get to the future state, but to bring the future state here a little mm. bit more each day. So that you know, you're going through a creative process of exploring all the potential possible futures, mm. and then going through a process of narrowing that down, and then you know, c coming to a, a pointy end where you're making decisions around that's the future that we're going for I and then that. designing the strategy towards that. Yeah, because it's, it's kind of, uh, I don't know if it's like a misconception or like a bit, people think it's a bit like woo-woo or something, but it's like any like when anything is possible, it's like anything is possible, mm -hmm. but it's like going back to uh, what were we talking about earlier. It's like, you know, having just ev like not knowing what is your possibility, you know, and then, cause if anything's possible, it's like, you're kind of just flat floating mm -hmm. in the wind. But when you know that anything is possible and then you can, you can begin to decide, you know, where you're going to start pulling your potential from to make that, that, you know, today it's, mm. it's, uh, it's, it's real. It's not, um, you know, it's, and it's not like a, a surprise or, a. um, mm. but they use this exactly, in designing exactly, big they? strategy, like the, the, the well big known. organization, like we've worked with them. We've worked in mm -hmm. like big strategy events in big companies on like pretty serious stuff, but they're using a creative process. Mm -hmm. They're using this process. They're designing potential futures 
and they're bringing in influ- like influence of, and people that might have idea or, or study that they, they bring in futurists and people yeah. that actually, you know, science fiction futurists yep. to That's explore so cool. potential futures so that mm. they can actually look at a timeline Mm. And actually go, well, okay, well, if that's what the world's like, you know, if that's what's possible now and, like, what's the advancement of these technologies and these things and then they're piecing the futures together and mm. actually designing it and then designing strategies that come off that. Wow, that's so cool. It's it's super powerful, powerful. And, and it it works. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's being used in the best, uh, for the best of humanity, but uh, <laughs> it definitely works. It's proving to, proving to, uh, to work at scale, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel, um, yeah, I met this coach the other day on Unstoppable, the event that I was there, and he, he's been coaching for 30 years. He, he's a mindset and his wife is a business coach and he coaches business from 5 millions to 50 millions revenue a year. And he chooses his clients. He doesn't have Instagram or Facebook. It's all word of mouth. Mm. And I was like, wow, like this is, this is cool. Um, and he told me that the first thing that he does with his clients is, all right, so how much do you want to make? And they say, oh, 10 million. They're like, all right, why do you want to make that? You know, sometimes they don't even have a why. <laughs> like it's just, oh, just a number. I want to make that. And then they get, he gets them to write a 10 years letter to, all right, so draw yourself a 10 years letter of in the present tense of what your life's gonna look like once you you reach everything. And they write and they have to read that every day. And I mean, that's such a, you know, a woo-woo, like, you know. Yeah, it's powerful. But I mean, if he's doing that to $25 million business owners that, you know, wanted to to level up, and he's been coaching for 30 years, and he's been doing that himself, and now he's living the life that he planned, because now he only works two days a a week, lives in the land with his wife, you know, they travel the whole world studying and different teachers, and I mean, that works, you know, that definitely, so I was like, wow, that's so cool, because yeah, like I'm, you know, I haven't been that long in a business, and I, that's what I do, but like knowing for someone that has been, you know, has that authority, it's, yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah, and even that, even that word, authority, mm. it's the author mm. of uh, writing, you know, you are the author, you are writing, you are the authority. So, but yeah, the, we, we use that too, then, you know, assignments, and we've yeah. talked about it before on a podcast, but like putting businesses in a future state, so, so saying, okay, the year is like 2040, you know, this is what's going on. You're giving a speech to your peers and you've achieved this or that, you know, what, what led you to this place? What were the milestones you, you went through? Mm, what, you know, what were the key challenges yeah. that you had to overcome and how did you mitigate them before they, you know, got in the way? And then because they're, because you're in that space, it's creative mm. and, and you're giving yourself permission to play. You're not, your mind's not going to the, to the blocks it's like it's like what if you know it's suppo- suppose this yeah. was the case imagining yeah. imagining yeah so you're there you're really tapping into your creativity and and you know you're tapping into the quantum because you're mm. tapping into the infinite the possibility yeah. of what all those possible futures could be mm. and um and then when you hear about something else interesting like you hear about um Dolores Cannon do you know Dolores Cannon mm, I heard about but she's heard. a past life regressionist oh yeah yeah, yeah and uh, she talks about um Every time you make a decision, you that it splits, you know, and that decision either way is made. That those play out, 
but then you're you're splitting a different version of yourself. So in different timelines and whatever, those there's a constant splitting. So those options don't go away. They they are acting out. All those decisions are acting out in different timelines time infinitely across. Ooh, that's so if spicy. You can, you can visualize <laughs> that. It's like. Yeah, it's yeah, trippy. I love that. I love that talk. Like so many possibilities. Yeah, infinite. Yeah, and and leaning to that. That's why it's so important, you know, to have the right people around you and like to make sure that you know that that their vision is alive and you get people that can dream mm -hmm. dream out loud as well. It's so yeah. important. Then. Um, Yeah, then only having roadblocks, you know, like, oh, yeah. I want to do this. Oh, here's a roadblock. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, no. yeah and, uh, and having a mentor as well, I, I find it strongly in having someone because, you know, I, I always say like someone that helps you to see the label because once you're inside of the can, you can't see the labels, they're, they're, they're a label outside, but oh, someone yeah. can help you to see that and step out of that, that box, you know, oh, and yeah. 100%. And it's like it's helping to to reach to points that you didn't know you could actually get yeah. there. Like, if, yeah. Yeah, when there's somebody uh, facilitating that you've got no sort of emotional liability or connection to, it's like that's so valuable because then they're able to, like they don't need, like it's just purely objective in terms of knowing what, you know, the, the loops or the things or the little cycles you're, or games you play with yourself. It's like, they're like, Oh, do you, you know, and you're like, Oh, you know, but you ask your friends about that. They would, they would like, they would be in it too. They maybe. cuddle like, you yeah, they cuddle you, and exactly. they're like, Oh, like, no, you're, it's all good. But if you got someone like that and they're like, call you out on your shit and you're like, yeah, I love that. Damn. <laughs> I, I love that. Like Kirk is a good friend of mine. Like he's like, you know, like, Well, are you doing that out of that, you know, limiting belief? I'm like, yes, I actually am. Like, I'm <laughs> fully honest, you know, like, uh, because, yeah, like, it's nice to be able to identify where, yeah. where we're coming from as well. Yeah. And like my whole business is, is you know, I, I believe strongly on the energetics and energetics is, you know, is a combination of, you know, presence to create the energetics of your business and also who you're becoming along the way, mm -hmm. you know, like they actually the practices that you have to actually become the person to mm. create the business. Mm. Because I feel that a lot of the times we have this big vision, like, you know, I, oh, I want to have a hundred clients in my mastermind or whatever is your goal, but you are not able to handle one bad client that you're going to get when you have 10 clients, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But you have a vision, but you actually, your energetic capacity can hold that amount that you, that you desire. So it's like, all right, how can I expand that? How can I, you know, uh, integrate my work and practice what I say as well yeah. and noticing who you become along the way, you know, really call yourself out on your own bullshit. Like, what am I leading here? You know, mm -hmm. is this... Like, you know, is it my shadow? Am I trying to prove myself? I'm trying to, you know, like people please or what's that yeah. in here? And then, you know, in that as well, like I, this year has been massive for me in just death and rebirth, death and rebirth in so many layers. And, you know, so many times I felt myself just wanting to run away or like go back to Brazil and, you know, like just be there. But also, uh, Like having that, you know, in other way, in other hand, I get really exciting, excited about knowing that there is an expansion that comes with that, you know, like after a death, like I knew that, I know that a new version of me is coming out that is a lot more expanded and able to hold much bigger, you know, yeah. containers and mm. challenges in, in life itself. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that amazing. <laughs> it's so, it's, so it's def true. definitely easier. Like said being than in, being in the discomfort and like yeah. choosing to stay. 
mm. despite it, it's it might be the hardest I option. Don't, I, it's I, the only option, right? You're yeah, I get, feel like sometimes it's not a, a, a cho- like it's like all right, I'm I'm actually. It's it's yeah. It's like consciously choosing to feel into that. Yeah. You know that's the power because I f- I find myself like it's so easy for us to like oh I'm feeling really uncomfortable and everything. So then you 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 sabotage yourself like oh I'm gonna do something like I'm gonna eat or I'm gonna call my friends and do other things not to feel that way. Mm. But actually the expansion is to sit in that and expand yourself through the uncomfortable feelings as well. Yeah. You know. Amazing. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's on the horizon for you in terms of your business and what people should know about, you know, what, what you've got going on in the next, you know, little while? What are you yeah, promoting at the moment? Thank you. So next week now I have a four days immersion that I'm going to uh, call Becoming. And it's all about teaching women how to become the embodiment, how to become the energetically matched to what they want to create, how to become the woman in power. And yeah, it's a very powerful four days and is really sharing what I have been experiencing in the tools that I have gained in practice. And then I have my retreat coming up, the last retreat of this year. Um, it's October from 27 to the 30th, three days, uh, three nights and four days. And that's just here in Moolumba as well. Oh, yeah. Super close. And it's, yeah, it's just an amazing opportunity if there is uh, women out there, they need a time in nature to receive, to feel loved and, you know, just care for. Like this is, yeah, this is the weekend amazing. to come. Oh, that sounds, that all sounds pretty exciting. And, yeah. and if, if people are feeling the call to, to uh, reach out, how do they do so? Yeah, just uh, find me on Instagram, Mariana Leonard, or also Facebook. And then my website as well, it's marianaleonard.com. So they can just reach out. I always have something coming. I, I actually really um, uh, have something really special coming up very soon and i'm um, yeah creating some mystery and really working behind the scenes on that and, so, and yeah. where will they find out about that on insta yeah on instagram, instagram. yeah i'll be okay. sharing a little bit more yeah cool. okay exciting we'll be we'll be keen to see what what uh, gets shared slowly yeah eh? yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome well um thanks so much for joining oh. on the show yeah thank you so much that's so amazing thanks for having me yeah oh, anytime it's been, it's, yeah, it's been a pleasure yeah a lot of good great conversation and there's plenty more to talk about i'm sure at some some yeah, other yeah, stage yeah. part two sometime <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah thanks everyone for listening to another episode of design on purpose the wordplay studio podcast you can like and subscribe or follow or do all that stuff if uh, you felt like this episode was valuable and um you can also get our uh see the reels and best ofs of each episode at our, on our Instagram, which is design on purpose. Uh, same with on TikTok, design on purpose. If you're listening to this, uh, we've also got the full video length on each episode on YouTube, design on purpose as well. Um, and like otherwise, and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. Yep. And uh, all Telegram. Did we say the Telegram? Telegram, yes. Get on the um, Wordplay Studio Telegram. So yeah, just look up Wordplay Studio, and we're just we're just kind of aggregating and and chucking all of our stuff through there, like like a news thread. So yep. yeah, if you want to see the latest of what's coming out from us, that's right. It's on the Telegram. On the Telegram, and also Wordplay Studio is on all the same channels too. Wordplay Studio on Instagram, Wordplay Studio on LinkedIn, and we're doing a lot more LinkedIn content at the moment. Fridays, we're doing an open studio. If anyone has any questions around business or branding or life yeah. in general, come on the show. We will have a chat for an hour around you know problem solving and, and sharing some insights around business and and all that sort of stuff too. That's Friday mornings, nine a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, uh, and yeah. 
see you next week for another episode of Design on Purpose. See ya. Thank you. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> Beijos. 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 <laughs>